Welcome to the Black Girl Journey. Two black women on this journey called life. Discovering how to manage our finances, intimate relationships, work-life balance, growing our faith, a little pop culture, being black, and anything else black women may journey through. Journey with us every other Monday on Apple and Spotify. Are you curious to know what we use to record our podcasts? We use Anchor. Anchor is a platform where you can record your podcast, check your analytics, add music, and it'll stream to many different platforms. If you're looking to record your podcast, head over to Anchor. Welcome back, you guys. Welcome back, everyone. Another day, another dollar. A new week. Here we go. Back at it again. Back at it again. Well, Jesse, how was your week? It was a good week, but a long week. It was a long week. It, it's hot outside here. And the humidity and the heat, it took me out. I just want to go lay down. You can have such a good week, and then it'd be hot. And then you just get mad as soon as you walk outside. You're like, why is it so hot? And humid. It was, like, humid to the point where, like, in the mornings, that it's like steaming off the ground. Sticky. As soon as you walk outside. I'd be like, oh gosh. But other than the heat and the humidity, I've had a really great week. But um, what about you, Jezebel? Good. It's been a good week. I'm like trying to think of the things we did. Last Sunday, we hung out with Caitlin. And shout out to her because she made us like a beautiful brunch spread. And we had needed girl time, which was fun. Um, work and school have been good. It's another week, so I'm feeling good. I'm feeling better than usual. Um, so yeah, but one thing we didn't write down, but always forget to mention, is it's going to be Father's Day. Oh my word. Happy Father's Day to Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Yes, happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Happy Father's Day to both my dads, English and Charles, English and Charles, Charles, Charles and Sylvester, <laughs> happy Father's Day to y'all, happy Father's Day to my uncles, and happy first Father's Day to Tyler. Happy first Father's Day! Yes. Oh my gosh! Happy Father's Day. So thankful for each and every one of you. Yes, I hope you guys all have an amazing Father's Day. Yes, it is Ooh. also, when this episode comes out, it'll be Juneteenth. Power to the people. Stay black. Power to the people. Does what does Juneteenth mean to you? Ooh, Juneteenth means to me liberation, freedom, just rebirth. Yeah, Juneteenth for me is like black joy, mm-hmm. happiness. I love seeing my black people laugh. So happy Juneteenth, my black brothers and sisters. This year is flying by. It is. It's literally about to be July. <laughs> it is flying by. I'm just like sitting here thinking about it. I was like, dang, it was just freaking Black History Month. I know. I don't think I've had time to like really sit down and like recap the first half of the year. Me either. It's just been, it's been going. We've been busy every weekend. Pretty much. Every freaking weekend. Every but... day, every weekend, every night, every hour, no, every second. No, I'll be busy at night. I'd be asleep. We'd be in here watching TV. <laughs> That's still busy. <laughs> but what is one thing God has done for you this week, Desi? Ooh, God has just allowed me to make it through the week this week. Amen. It has been it's been a good week, but it was a hard week. I most definitely because had. of the heat. 
No, there was <laughs> that. Yes, the heat be taking me out, child. But there's just some emotional challenges for me this week that God has just brought me through. And I'm very thankful for them. Because who we, you know, them people that work betraying me. What's wrong? I told you what happened. I cannot share with the team. Oh, unfortunately, yeah. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, I cannot share that information. That was the emotional. Yeah, because it set me off. It triggered. Oh, it triggered me a little bit. Yeah, it yeah. triggered me just because of how male dominance. No, how he, I was. He tried to talk to me, and I was just like, "Bro, I don't know who you think you. Yeah, yeah you male know, dominance. Trying to be. You know, I'm just like, mm, I had to contain that part of my soul. Every time, I'd be like, I don't know who you think you're talking to, but A, I am not the one, and B, I will not be that one. Oh, gosh. But I had to um, most definitely keep my composure this week, so that kind of bothered me a little bit. Yeah, no, understandable. Well, one thing God has done for me this week, um, I've definitely shared on the last episode with Miss Danny, but I think I'm definitely in the season of um, viewing myself how God views me, so like, a lot of good things have been happening this week and just small reminders from God. And, like, um, I think, like, especially for my family, we're, like, in a season of transition. So, like, with that comes blessings, but also, like, a lot of tribulations. Um, mm-hmm. So just being aware and God has been bringing us through this season. So just very thankful. Yes. Very, very thankful. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you guys, I'm going to go into our series recap So, as you all know, if you've been following along diligently, which I hope you have, we started off with our faith walk and how we met the Lord. Then we gave you some tips and tricks on how to fall in love with Jesus, starting your relationship with God. We talked about secular music, sex before marriage, our Christianity Q&A, faith talk with couples with Tyler and Sid, and then our most recent episode is the God in Me Faith and Restoration with Miss Danny. Yes, it has been an interesting series, a good one, but very. It's been different. It has been. I feel like this series has been a lot of like eye opening and spiritually opening experiences. Just seeing how God has blessed so many people around us and how He's brought them through, but also He's. Like Miss Danny's episode, restoring and building and growing their faith. Yeah, I think faith is just such a journey and it's a lot of hard things. God never said this was going to be easy. So just watching people make it through the hard things with God in mind has been amazing. Um, and we're going to get into a very deep topic. So before we start, you know what's coming up. Let's take a break. actions we will always take is seeking the Lord and getting closer to him. And at the end of each episode, we provide you all with a Bible verse hoping to encourage you. That's why we are excited to collaborate with Seek Jesus. Seek Jesus is an apparel brand that seeks to spread the gospel of Christ throughout the world. And with every purchase, a portion of the sale is donated towards several different mission fields. If you want to purchase good quality Christian apparel, head over to Seek Jesus and use the code the Black Girl Journey at checkout. I love those who love me, and those who diligently seek me will find me. Proverbs 8 and 17. Seek Jesus! All 
right, y'all. Thanks for taking a break with us. So this episode, we are going to be talking about something I think that is very sensitive to most, and that is church hurts. <laughs> you know, church hurt. I we posted something on our Instagram about that today, yeah. but I'm gonna let you go ahead and dive into that definition. Yeah, I was actually gonna share that first. The mm-hmm. poll. So the question on our Instagram was, "Have you been church hurt?" And I got good response, like a good percentage. And I actually got a story to share. So super Ooh. excited. But 75% of you guys said that you have been church hurt. And 25% of you said that you haven't. And I'm, we're going to keep the post like live for a minute. So like the number may go up and may go down. But that's a big percentage of people who have been church hurt. And then I got a DM from Janae. If you guys remember, we definitely talked about her. Um, in March, she's from the podcast Big Lash Energy. Yes. We met her um, at the podcast convention. Such a kind heart. But she responded and she said that she has been church hurt. And this was her story. I started a worship team with some of the younger people in my church because it was very aging, a very aging congregation. And they only had an organ, just guitars, a bongo, drums, totally acoustic. So it wouldn't scare them. But they started a petition asking us to leave the church or stop the music. And I was just, like, telling her that's terrible. I hope, like, that didn't stop her from continuing to praise the Lord, etc. And she was saying that she was trying to save the church or her church because she knew that they were all going to, in blatantly words, die soon. (laughs) (laughs) And there would be nothing left. And that was exactly what happened. Like, the older members passed on and the younger members were so distraught that they just wound up leaving that church. So that church eventually was nothing more but she did say that she found another church home and instead decided to focus on the good things instead because she knows not all churches are like that and like her story is so beautiful because that's not everyone's outcome to church her especially at a young age and i was really surprised to see who voted um yes that they had church her because these are close friends to us and i feel really bad but the definition of (laughs) church her given by theocu Church hurt is a newer term referencing the pain, sadness, emotional scarring, or abuse experienced in a church context. Hmm. That church hurt. That church hurt. But I most definitely can understand um, Janae's story for sure. I think coming into the church from a younger generation perspective, like, we want to continue to build on the traditions and things that were of the older generations, but kind of morph them and mold them into our own. So, yeah, something fun so we can keep the church alive and growing. And just like anywhere else, like when there's tension and like the younger generation and the older generation not understanding each other, that is like something that causes hurt and trauma throughout every aspect. Yeah, I feel like that actually causes the most church hurt when generations don't understand newer generations. But have you experienced church hurt? I've experienced church hurt adjacent. Okay, would you like to explain? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not me personally, but I've seen how the church treated my older sister, how people in the church treated my mother. And so, like, if you know me, like, I'm ride or die for my moms and my sister. I hold it down. So if you cross them, you cross me. Okay? Cut off. (laughs) And I just, like, I have to remind myself that the church, 
the people in the church are human but the church itself is of god so like i have to give grace to those people but um i don't want to put my sister business out there but she was a young mother and you know you know how them old school church people be them babies out of wedlock but you know as time goes on i know god has changed their minds and their hearts because their children have children like that now and they have to be understanding of what happened so like they can't pass judgment because now the people that they were judging they've become those people yeah i'm just like imagine how it affected your sister uh my sister she she um is on a path on a journey trying to get back and figure out her religious standpoints with god and yeah it it most definitely damaged her yeah for sure i too have experienced her church adjacent as you would say (laughs) not directly to me but people around me and for me it was one of my good friends who were not good friends we grew up in the church together Mm -hmm. so we're still like associates but not as close as we used to be and then also my older sister and both of them have to do with um being gay Mm -hmm. and so for context both of these people love the lord my sister loves the lord she played tambourine she sung at the church choir she was a praise dancer and the young man was also like very into the church he went on church retreats with us everything and was very open about um his likeliness to men and my sister wasn't as open but like she's also an adult so she doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. but He left the church because a few words were said and never from my youth leaders who I'm so grateful for, but people around him, which caused him to hurt and leave. Um, And then my older sister, they had found out that she was dating a woman and asked her to leave the church as well. And I'm so thankful that that hasn't affected her walk with God either. But and I don't know about the young man. To this day, I mean, we've seen each other before I moved to Texas, and he was living his best life, so I'm happy he's happy. But, yeah, I think there's some ways to go about that. And in this Pride Month, too, I think as Christians, like, I always say, like, your relationship is your relationship with God, and my job is to just love you, and I think that's how it should be regardless. And you should want them to stay in the church. (laughs) I always say, and I've learned this from Chrisley Knows Best, love love them through there's things their trials their tribulations like love them through it instead of causing harm i agree like yes we can we as christians we need to call a spade a spade a sin is a sin regardless of what it is you out here trying to pinpoint they sin, but you over here fornicating unmarried so don't do that that's one thing i do not like and like that's I think that's the biggest reason why we have so much church hurt. Like, people pick and choose which sin they want to commend and which ones they don't want to. Like, yeah. you you really have to call a spade a spade when it comes down to it. And, like, we love you through it and we pray for you and we ask God to just guide you through all of that. I feel like there's so many stories that this church hurt can go deep into from... Jaina's story from just like trying to make the environment better for the young adults to people actually being raped in church and like being on the hush about it or being in situations where they're sitting next to people who are judging them about what they wear and how they're coming to church. And let's not, let's not lie because Easter Sunday, we did see the children 
And we'd be like, they wearing this to Easter service? But that is just how our brain Some has been programmed. Some of them dresses were short. Yeah. Some of them dresses were just And I hate to be short. that person. I was like, I do not want to judge them either. But if that's how they're going to show up and come to church, I need to just like let that be. Yeah, just give them a lap skirt. That's all. <laughs> Baby, you need a Think skirt. Teach them about the lap skirt. But even yeah. us wearing like ripped jeans. Like we're scared to wear ripped jeans I am church. Ter- I was <laughs> so terrified to wear my ripped jeans to church oh on gosh. Sunday. <laughs> I was like, are these appropriate? <laughs> but like, and that's not what God's like looking for he's just looking how you're gonna praise him and be in tune and build relationship he's not looking if we got holes in our pants yeah i think most definitely as we grow like i'm seeing more and more christians that i've seen christians that look different but there's no specific way like growing up in the kojic church if you guys know like girls were not allowed to wear jeans to church like we couldn't we had to wear pantyhose and long (laughs) skirts and dresses and we had to be put together and be presented a certain way so like it's hard to come out of that and that in itself caused church hurt because it didn't allow people to be who they were yeah i think that stems from like back in the day during discrimination especially and slavery church was the only place you could go to and dress up and be fully yourselves as black people and have this sort of community so they used church as a way to worship God but also commune and have like this elegant experience Mm -hmm. and now that we can come to church and wear Nikes like some people are very offended by that (laughs) and I and I understand like I grew up and my mom will tell me this all the time you have to not everything is presentable in the eyes of God like you need to come to God and present yourself a certain way like in holiness and be that way when you become a christian and you give your life to god and you commit to your holiness like not everything should be a certain the thing should be a certain way and at a certain point i do understand that but at the same time god says come as you are yeah i think you get to that point while you're growing your relationship with god like you start noticing things that you didn't want to do or you start noticing things that you don't want to wear anymore because you're building your relationship with God and then that transfers over to you maybe showing up differently yeah and I think we have to we as Christians need to learn to give people that grace to grow into that like we can't be like right off the back like oh you saved you got baptized okay now you gotta get rid of all your holy jeans (laughs) and I'd be like well I ain't got no more jeans to wear I know I know this. I love uh, the generation under us because they are not scared to show up how they want to at all, and they come all the time. They come to church all the time, and I'm very proud of them. But let's talk about what God thinks about church hurt. Mm-hmm. So in Matthew eighteen six, Jesus warns off offenses. He says, "Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a milestone were to hung." Hold on. We're hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe is the world because of offenses. For offenses must come, but woe to that man by whom the offenses comes. If your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. It better for you to enter the life of lame or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into the everlasting fire. 
If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Pluck it out and cast it from you. It is better for you to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hellfire. So God don't even like when you are judging people or creating church hurt in the church. It's like I I've always like never understood people who cause tension and division within the church. Me neither. Like that's something even as an adult when I see it, it's just like why are you here? What is you doing? <laughs> yeah, I used to admire my Nana so much. My Nana was a pastor, and she would welcome anybody into the church. Anybody, from someone who was on drugs to someone who just beat up somebody down the street. Like, literally welcome anybody to the church. Because it's life-changing once you enter an atmosphere that people just care about you regardless of your story. Yes, it gives people an opportunity to see Christ for who he is. Yeah. And so when you are sitting in here trying to cause division between people who are really doing the work of God because you are sitting on your, like, you feel like you're too holy for certain things, I think that's, like, that point you need to take a step back. Yeah, definitely. You don't, even on your day-to-day, I think outside of church you should practice not judging people because i'll catch myself sometimes i'm like oh that's not even right (laughs) that's not even right (laughs) because people will judge me too and i don't want to judge and i and i understand like i do do that sometimes too i be like girl you need to be quiet at least you keep your thoughts to yourself (laughs) don't say nothing yeah it's and i feel like it's mostly of where yeah mostly of where and like appearance and then sometimes it'll be like how they um may communicate a certain way or the way they act in public situations like everyone has those small things that automatically they just be like Oop, now why did you do that yeah i feel like a lot of the reasons why people don't come to church is because they feel judged oh yeah that's the biggest one for me <clears throat> like i feel like a lot of people will sit they'll tell me why they'll be like oh I just think I just feel like as soon as I walk in, everyone's gonna judge me, or they be like, "You don't want me in there." As soon as I walk in the door, I'm gonna burst into flames. I said, "Well, that might not happen. We don't know that." But if they let me in there, the way I be cursing and going about, they'll let you in there. Yeah, it's so funny because like I don't feel judged by the church that we attend at all, but I am still mindful of like the things I do and the things I wear because I'm afraid to be judged. Yes. And I think that fear is what keeps people away. Yeah, my, I used to have to wear the uh, church suits when I was down in Florida. Me too. <laughs> and I'd be sweating hot. Imagine Florida, 90 degrees, humidity. Well, pantyhose in the summer, the worst. Pantyhose in a slip. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Pantyhose slip and then you got baby powder on your chest to keep you from sweating. Pantyhose slip, training bra, socks, heels, a little jacket. Everything. And it, it was cute. For- it was hot. It was too much. It was hot. You ain't got to do all that. Yeah, yeah. But I see churches evolving and trying to do better. I see the youth more involved. Like, there's also good to this. I do see, like, people overcoming church hurt. Somewhat, but I also see a big chunk of people still working on that. Yeah, for sure. I I honestly commend this younger generation because they're facing church hurt head on. 
Yeah. Like, if someone says something that offends them, they're not afraid. They don't let it fester. They don't hold on to it. They will come back up to you and be like, what you said was hurtful. Okay, oh, they're talking about it. Okay. I was a youth leader, recently retired, but, like, I think what helped there not to be church hurt is talking about everything that we talked about. Sex, drugs, abuse, um, work, school, like being able to talk about everything allows these kids to be open Mm -hmm. and learn from God. And I think that's a big reason why it could help if you just start talking openly because the church likes to be silent on some subjects and that really don't. That don't sit well with me. Not at all. Because it's just like, how can you, your past, your story gives you the ability to minister to others. And I think when the older generation actually figures that out, it'll open up so many doors. Yeah. Like, you don't know what your story of drug abuse, alcohol abuse, or things of that nature could do for somebody. You don't know what your past of unfortunate events with, sexual molestation and things of that nature could help heal somebody else yeah i think our church does a really good job of that like just speaking from the now and speaking from the truth and from their heart like our pastor does not shy away from any subject (laughs) pastor conway is hilarious i think that is like so helpful and it makes people feel more open and welcoming into the church Instead of just coming on Easter and Christmas service. Yes, because church be packed out every Sunday. Okay. And barely get a parking row. Sure, okay. But let's talk about some of the ways to overcome church hurt. Okay. So the first one we have is pray first. So always going to God and seeking guidance and how you can navigate the situation through church hurt. um, So he can restore you through that church hurt. And um, just kind of give you peace. Yeah, I agree. I think before you decide, like, I'm just going to leave the church, just talk to God about it. Because, like, at the end of the day, I feel like you have to know that God is not the one judging you. It's the people. So trust in him and, you know, just talk to him about it before you make any sudden moves. Yes, I think that's, like, one of the things that I've learned is when people get church hurt, they don't see God. They see people. Yeah. And so they put the people before God. They're always asking, well, how can someone be this holy, be this, like, judgmental? And to be honest, everybody's a sinner except the Lord, so... Yeah, and that's why I say people in the church, when you get church hurt, I think, for me at least, you put those people before God. So what those people have to say about you is more important than what God has said. I think that's so easy to portray especially when you're early in your walk with god Mm -hmm. because for people like i feel like um jana who were you know further along in her walk could easily just say like okay like that's fine i'll just move to another church but for people who are just starting in their walk i think that's the hardest step to make is to pray because like you're introduced to god through these people yes and it turns you off from god like it makes you feel like if these are God's people and this is who God represents, I don't want no parts of that. Right. And that's the sad part because those Ooh, people Ooh, those, <laughs> those people are not fully representing Christ and God for who he is. Yeah, that just stirred up in me like all this 
the talk and I love this artist and I'm gonna say it anyway because I don't I didn't read too much into it so I don't know the facts but like I forgot that one pastor she's a woman who was talking about like Kehlani and then the other TikToker came on and she's like yeah she calls herself a witch I'm gonna say it Um, and I'm not judging any of these women because I love Kehlani I went to her concert but like the way they twisted I feel like this whole narrative was just twisted around Christians not knowing their history and not knowing like their roots and it just gosh yeah I know exactly which one you're talking about it's just how like hmm. you she that lady the young lady who claims to be a witch experienced such deep church hurt because she grew up in the church and i think that's where you see the deepest church hurt when you grow up in the church and everything that has happened to you and the way people have treated you they've talked about you and da 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 like it's hard to overcome that but in those moments through the hurt and through the pain there was good there and there was God. Yeah. And so you have to learn how to navigate through that. Instead of festering and holding on to that anger, be mad at that person. But confront that person. Confront that pain. Because it's not God that's causing that pain. Yeah. I'm like, no one wants to communicate with the creator. Like, no one. And, like, understandably, people just automatically take offense because the people who call themselves holy, like I said are supposed to be God's followers. But if you really crack open the Bible, like they claim they have done, you would see that everybody in the Bible who God followed was a sinner. They was some bad people in there. They was doing some frivolous They was acting up, Bathsheba. Oh, my goodness. Delilah. Oh, my goodness. Baby, read the Bible. Just crack it open. Just crack it open. But I definitely think prayer is the first way to start. Communicate with God. Yes. So the second thing we have is confront the offender. Now let me tell you. (laughs) That's beautiful. Let me tell you what God says. Again in Matthew. Jesus is talking in Matthew. It says dealing with a sinning brother. Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you... You have gained your brother. If he will not hear you, take with you one or two more that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And like the key thing that I got out of this verse is that confront your brother or your sister between you and that person. Don't be going around to, you know, we working on this. Don't be going around (laughs) telling Mary, Joseph and all of them what so-and-so has done. You go confront your brother and say, you hurt me. This hurt me. And again, that brings it back to like what we were saying about the generation now, who just is like, why would you do that? They, ooh, they, they real <laughs> quick with it too. They'll get you. I'm, okay. I, I am like that with my parents now too. I'm just like, why would you say that? Go apologize. <laughs> yeah. Go apologize. And I understand like this can be very scary though. I think that is enough root of rejection. Like people are afraid to be rejected when they go and they try to make amends. But when you speak your peace to someone and you let them know like, hey, what you said hurt me and this is how it hurt me. You can take it or you can leave it, but I'm giving this to you so I do not have to carry this anymore. 
Yeah, I think that's the that's the other problem is like moving on even after you told someone because let's just bring it up like being like molested in church or something yeah. and you go confront that person or you tell your parent or you tell somebody and they don't believe you. How do you move on? That that part is very difficult because you you have to find the strength within yourself. Yeah. And you have to find someone or somewhere where someone's going to believe you. And I think that kind of leads to the wandering. Instead of going to God and praying, like, you have to, I don't want to say sit in it, but there's someone out there who's going to believe your story. Yeah, I agree. I think that goes back to, like, well you just said about prayer is like bring it to god and if no one's gonna believe you god will he saw it with his own eyes what happened so he knows that what happened is true so then that leads into your healing process but definitely confront people i think that's in all aspects too outside of church like if someone hurts your feelings you better stand up for yourself (laughs) and you think they're a good friend or somebody you could talk to and even if not you should say like your peace In a nice manner, like, hey, you hurt my feelings. And the second part of the verse really stood out to me. Like, if this person does not accept or, like, come to understanding of your confronting them, go grab someone and have them sit down with you. Get a mediator, someone who is neutral to both parties, and have them sit down with you and be like, this is what happened. This is what I'm hearing. Okay, this is what she's saying. This is what you're saying. And try to find some type of common ground. Now, when it comes to cases of molestation and rape, there is no common ground. Like, you do need to tell somebody who can help you work through that pain. And then that person, whether it be an adult or another um, member of your church or someone, that can help you remove that person. Yeah, I think you need to confront the person, but also confront the pain, the sadness, like whatever emotion came with that. Confront those two because that's how you really heal yourself. Mm-hmm. What's next? The next one is forgive the ones who hurt you. And so the verse for this one did come out of Matthew as well. It says, if you do not forgive men, there's forgive men for their sins. Your father will not forgive your sins. Then that that hits hard that one that one hit a little different because it's just like how can you go to god and ask for forgiveness when you can't even forgive somebody else who's done you dirty done you wrong and this goes outside of church hurt this is in every aspect of your life like you cannot expect god to bless you when you're out here still harboring bad feelings and hurt towards people and you can't even forgive them. Yeah, that goes back to all the things we see on TikTok. I feel like if you don't, even if you still don't want to go back to church, if you don't forgive the people who wronged you in the church, you'll. I feel like you disconnect from God automatically. Like you never find that re, that source to go back to or that communication to go back to God because you're just always stuck in the defending. Well, this is what happened to me and this is what history says and this is what theologian says and all this other stuff like you just lose that connection when you don't forgive people. That's like you said, that's with everything. Yeah, like I think that's the biggest thing that everyone, not even just Christians, struggle with. Like we have to learn how to forgive people. Like we, there's a root of bitterness in our society, a root of hurt, pain, bitterness that takes over when somebody wrongs you. And until you dig that root up and you cut it out, and then you present it, you forgive, be like, you know what, God, in this moment, 
I'm asking you to give me a forgiving heart. Uproot this root out of me and help me learn how to forgive. Your life will never be the same. Bruh, have you ever met somebody who hold a grudge for a long time? It sure have. I sure have. Just the way it impacts their life daily from holding a grudge that happened in 2010. Baby, when you... But, like... You also, as the person who forgave them, do not go back to them in a cocky and boastful manner. Don't be like, oh, I've been running around your mind since 2010, baby. You still <laughs> thinking about me? I ain't thinking about yeah, you. Don't do that. Like, don't do that. Be the better person and be like, you know what? I pray God heals whatever is going on with you. Again, I apologize for what I've done to you. I hope you take this apology and you do with it will you may, but... Don't don't go over there being boastful. I pray you have the courage to confront me so you can be healed. Yes. I'm yes. already healed. Like, tell me what I, in your mind, in your thought process, what wrong did I do to you? Yes. And let me apologize to you and say my faults as well. Mm-hmm. But people who hold those grudges and those other people are living their lives, they've already forgiven you. They've moved on. Yeah, they've already talked to God about it. They probably have, I don't want to say they've tried to talk to you, but like literally they've already forgiven you. Yes. And like, they're just, you're just leading your life to like, just bitterness, as you said. But if you look at those people, you can see their growth is stunted. Like God has put a pause on them. Because until you are able to you know talk about what happened forgive and do all these things those triggers will happen over and over and over and over again yeah i don't even think it's god i think it's them like god gives you a chance to like say your peace forgive and even sometimes will open doors for you through your bitterness just to show you that it could be better but yet you're still harping on the past so you can never continuously move forward like, it's just, it's a bad cycle to be in. But regarding it and leading it back to church hurt, like, you have to forgive those people who wronged you so you can step back in a community that truly does love you. And there's a church out there for you. There's so many churches. There's too many churches. No, not, there's not too many. But there's, there's so many churches, churches out there that will come and accept you for who you are, whether it be Kojic, non-nominational, Baptist, whether it be whatever. There's a church out there for you that will lead you back to God, that will open you, welcome you with open arms. Yeah, that's a good segue into our next point, which is to find a faithful partner when you're going through, thanks for pointing at me, when you're going through church hurt, find someone, like we said just previously, who's going to understand you, let you talk, pray with you, call on God with you, cry with you, like to get you back to where you need to be. I love how Sarah Jakes Roberts says this. She said, I'm a ride or die when it comes to getting you back to God. I'm a ride I'm a ride or die when it comes to praying in the midnight hour for you. Mm-hmm. So like you need to find your ride or die when it comes to your spiritual journey. When it comes to your journey to get to know God. Yeah, yeah. And when church hurt happens, I think that's like the best thing you can have because then it leads back to, I think this was like, what, point two or three? Mm-hmm. Like if something happens in the church, you can automatically go to that person and say, this is what happened. And they'll stand up for you and they'll believe you and they'll walk you through how to, you know, get through some things. I've been in churches where people have wronged people like really bad, like really bad. And they 
found their faith partner within the church and immediately that person was removed from the church. And like, we talk about removing people, but we remove them with grace and with love and ask them to fix themselves yeah. before they come back. And if it's like a leadership person, like go, honestly, like you have your faith partner, but there's always like certain roles in church leadership that you go to when you have a problem with other leadership. And if it is something of great offense, they'll sit them down. I don't know oh, about real. y'all, but I go to a church where they set folks down. Yes, no, they will set people down. I think you're talking about what your old church? No, this was like when I was a child. Yeah, you're talking yeah. about your older church. Yeah, right? yeah. They, but even at one, they'll sit you down. Yeah, I was about to say that. I was about to say, literally at one, especially being on their leadership team, oh, they'll pull you aside. And not that I've been pulled aside, but I know I've that they will. I've seen some people get pulled aside. I said, ooh, you said Trevor. Because you're not supposed to do that. I was a child. Oh, really? I was nosy as a kid, too. I was everywhere. Yeah, but like, and that's the good thing about church like they most churches will pull those people aside but again all you have to do is find someone who will do that walk with you and i'm not saying it like it's easy because some for some people it's hard to make friends and be social but there is someone out there for you there's someone just like you just like you you're just like me i'm just like you <laughs> you okay. don't know the rest i don't <laughs> <laughs> I only oh know bits gosh. and pieces. Bits and pieces. You're right. I'm sorry. Bits and pieces. <laughs> and the last part is... Oh, that's not the last. What? Oh, the one more. The second to last. <laughs> sorry about. Resolve on your own. So this is coming from Matthew chapter 7, verse 3. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? So that, to me, means, like, you have to see your own fault in the situation now there are situations where you have no fault like in cases of rape and molestation but in other cases when there's like a disagreement or an argument like you have to see where did you go wrong in this and this is I think the hardest part for a lot of people too like admitting when you're wrong yeah I think that goes back to the second one which is forgiveness because recovering your past just also means not playing the blame game. Yes, like, don't play the victim. Like, even though, like, you, they may have done all the wrong and you did nothing, you cannot continue to blame that person for you moving on. Like, you have resources to move on. You get into therapy. You can pray. You can read your Bible. You can ask God these things. You can have that faith partner in the church. But you can't continuously blame the church for what you're going through right now. Show can't. I agree. I think that's like something, again, going back to this younger generation, they take accountability very well. Mm-hmm. Like if they've done something wrong, even in the midst of someone hurting them, they can they will admit like, you know, I shouldn't have spoken to you in that manner, but you did this and this triggered me. But again, I do apologize for speaking to you in that manner. Mm-hmm. So, like, finding a way to seeing your own flaws and faults in things and being a mature enough and understanding enough to realize, like, no one's perfect. Yeah, I think you literally... I don't know if you've, if you've seen, like, in the crime movies and even in the romantic movies, like, you cannot keep blaming... You literally just can't keep blaming someone for your present life. Because that happened, what, 10, 15 years ago? And you still thinking about that now? Like, though it's hurtful, I think you need to really heal. 
And I feel like, here I go again, those people on TikTok are like consistently blaming that one grandma, that one auntie, that one mom or uncle who says something rude to them at church. Honestly, I feel like our generation in specific, we did not get to the grace until now, the grace of seeing our parents as people. We don't we didn't give them that much grace and space as children. Like we held them to such high standards and like this is how parents are instead of giving them the grace to realize like they're people just like I am. Yeah, I feel like I've always um by the grace of God have been understanding of the way like my grandparents do things because I knew when I was with my grandma in Florida I just have to wear a suit dress. I'm just going to put it on. But when I was in Denver, like, I could wear my jeans to youth church. Like, you know? And I just have, you have to realize that they grew up differently. And like I said, that stems from them being, like, going to the church and that being their only place of elegance, their only place of outlet. Um, So now it's remembering to just, like, let go and forgive. And now I feel like they're starting to loosen up because the generation and the way the media works like they they getting hit to it they getting hit to okay it. there's just you just gotta like them they also have to like forgive and move on as well yeah and like but you're in your case like you understood that you saw them as people and you saw how they grew up and you understood that i don't think some people give people that grace to understand yeah until it happens to you yeah until, until you're a parent yeah <laughs> so it's just like Giving your parents, the older generations in the church, understanding that we want. Or until you're like us, you become aunties, you pull up to Easter service and they they got on these short dresses. Ariana, I'm so sorry. I'd be on that TikTok. I'd be like, take it down. (laughs) Take it down. But I have to understand that it's just like, she's young, she's growing up. She saw me grow up and I was like, I have to understand that she is an individual And she's going to make her mistakes. And I think having that grace both ways is most definitely, it's a struggle. Because, you know, you be trying to protect the children. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think, like, us commenting on the short skirts wasn't a matter of them not being able to wear it. I think it was a matter of how other men would perceive them. Because we know that not all people who go to church are there for the right reasons. But again, like, there's a way to protect these children without judging them. Yeah, and I don't think it, like, for most people, it's not bad judgment. It's just, like, it's your protection, but it comes off as judgment. Yes. So we have to learn how to communicate better. that a little better. So, I, you know, shout out to the kids, y'all. Yes, but that, that's a good point because the last one is... Commit to always acting in love, which is what we just said. So, like, instead of saying something that might come up as judgmental, say it in an act of love, which is what my mama used to do. She'd just be like, those men out there just be looking at young girls differently. And I just don't want to. Because even though you look cute, I'd be like, but she was so right. Like, she was right. And I'd go in and change. My mom be like, I know you ain't going outside <laughs> wearing that. You better go on back in there and change. <laughs> Gosh. I'd be like, well, I gotta change. She said, go change. I'd be like, okay. Oh, gosh, mom. But just remembering to do active love and that, you can practice that outside the church, but specifically the church, church. Like, if you're in the church and you just see something that may not be right, you do it in acts of love. There was a story, I think it was this year or last year, 
But um, these three men, I forgot to state, were going to rob a church. And mm. they came and sat down. And the pastor knew they were about to get robbed. The ushers knew. But they were like, let's just be cool. Let's just continue to praise the Lord. And let's go over there and pray for them. So the whole congregation is praying for them. And I would be scared. These men have guns. And they decided not to rob the church and they left. So just that's just an act of love that just changed these men's lives. I feel like they got caught like when they left the church. But like that, I think that moment changed their lives. Yes, because regardless of what people say, love is a powerful action. Love changes how people talk, how people walk, how people think. When you really are approaching someone in the sense of love and heavenly love, godly love, you don't know what can happen in their lives. And that's why I always say, like, it matters what you say to people when they walk into those doors. Mm-hmm. It matters what how you approach them. Like, you don't want to go up to them and just throw and be like, baby, this is not right. Throw a lap skirt yeah, on them. Yeah, throw a lap skirt on them. Just, you know, tell them, like, hey, you know, like, we want to make sure that you're comfortable and able to praise God in the way that you feel best. So I'm going to give this to you. Just in case you want to use it. Just in case you get cold. Yeah, because them keep you warm. Okay. And not just specifically, like, too close, to I think, towards attitude, too. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I knew some teens who just walk in there, you could sense the anger. And you just be like, <laughs> what's going on? What's wrong? But approaching them with love so that they'll want to tell you what's going on, I think is a huge thing. Because I think a lot of, especially young adult leaders, we can miss the mark. Because we're just thinking they have an attitude. When it's really something going on at home. And I think that goes for more than just teenagers too. Like it goes for adults as well. Like in women's ministry. Like you just don't chalk up to someone just having a bad attitude. Or just like oh they just had a bad day. Like I'm not going to bother them. Like you never know what your words or you just going up to them can really do. Yeah I think a congregation of love is the best congregation to have. It really is. I think for me especially like being newer to one just sitting back and seeing how much love is in the room at one community it's astonishing like you'll never be the same when you leave one love my church i love one community and all the churches that have been to as my adulthood has progressed like you walk into a sense of love and I know for me, when I go into a church and I don't feel that, I'll walk right out. I'm like, I ain't coming in here. Yeah, I You're think to do me. that's the best thing. Yeah, even with me at my church back home in Denver, same. I always felt the love, especially for my youth leaders who are still walking through me, walking with me through this life. But at the end of the day and at the end of this conversation, like, if my personal opinion is, like, people need church. You need the church. The church is God's bride. You need church. You could be a, like Tyler said, you could be a bedside Baptist for a little bit if you want to. Sometimes you can't make it to church on time. Sometimes you're tired, you got kids. But you need to go to church. Yes, I do agree. I think everyone's faith walk is different. And so when you make that decision to overcome your church hurt or overcome whatever's keeping you from church, and you just take that first step, whether it be you go once a month or you go twice a month. Right. Like, do something to get yourself back into the presence of God in church. Right, because you need those people. You need those people, but God moves differently inside the church. He does. He does. 
And when you see the miracles and the chains breaking off people's bodies and spirits inside that church, you'll know. Bruh, people Be- catching the Holy Ghost for real? Ooh. I don't know. Okay. You just see people catch the it Holy made, Ghost? It made me think of something when I was a kid. The first time I saw it, like, rem- remembering. Saw, so, baby, I was scared. But then I went outside and I pretended like I had caught the. Oh my gosh! (laughs) And then I really caught it one day and it scared me. People start speaking in tongues, shot at me like, "Oh, they in another place." They is deep in that spirit. (laughs) But just just experiencing that and seeing how God moves and speaks through people, you don't get that type of experience or connection with God on your own. Yeah. Even just like sitting on your couch, I feel like some because we've had times where we were watching church at home because sometimes we just be tired and stuff. Yeah, you get distracted. It's not the same atmosphere. Like it's just completely different. So for me, before we end this episode, I just want to leave you guys with encouragement. Know that there are people out there who do love you in the church who are gonna worship you and worship with you and be there for you. Um, so I've just encouraged you, like Jesse said, just go to church maybe once a month. Start with that and talk to God about it before you go because he's going to walk with you. Mm-hmm. And if you guys just want somebody to go, to, call me. I'll go to church with you. I'll bring you to one. DM us. Yeah, the DM. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you do have my number, call me. And you can come to church with me and we can sit down and read the Bible together. But, you know, don't feel like you have to do this alone. Amen. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Have you ever wanted to take a moment away from the noise in your life but feel like you haven't had the time? Or do you get anxious while you're at work or school? Well, we have the perfect drink for you. Moment. Moment is a meditation drink with no artificial flavors, caffeine, added sugars, or junk. You can find clarity with L-theanine and reset with ashwagandha. These natural adaptogens increase alpha brain waves just like meditation. Moment comes in many flavors like blueberry ginger and cherry hibiscus. You can also purchase it in steel or sparkling. If you want to give yourself a break, try Moment and enter the code THEBLACKGIRLJOURNEY in all caps at checkout for a discount. Take a moment. Thanks for taking a moment with us. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I had to snatch Jazzy up on the break. No, you ain't snatch me up. I'm ticklish. You was trying to tickle my leg. No, I wasn't. I put my hand on you. You didn't. Was... <laughs> I don't like when people be touching on me. <laughs> Leave me alone. She be antagonizing me all the time. I don't do nothing to I sit here. No, you don't. I sit here. No, she don't. She be telling the fit. What am I fibbing for? She can tell Look, I'm like, my mama ain't got no shame. I'll tell. <laughs> I ain't got no shame. Oh, anyway, y'all, thanks for talking through this church hurt with us. I think this was a much needed episode and a good episode. Um, yeah, this face series has just been really good. Really good. And if you haven't listened to Danny's episode, please do. Oh, my gosh. Miss Danny's episode was just so restrained. In all words, restorative. Yeah. yeah. I, it was a beautiful episode. If you haven't listened to any of the episodes during our faith series, yes. please take uh, some time out to listen to those. I think 
if you're on the fence about God or if you just need a little bit more guidance or closeness, like there's something in this epi- these episodes for everyone. And I think this has been like, and I'm glad to see the numbers go up, but this has been one of the hardest like series to do because it's not like a trendy topic. Like even though like you could get on TikTok and like your feed can curate some Christian stuff, like this is not a topic that people are very open to talking about. So I also want to thank like all of our listeners on Instagram who vote because like we never will say your name, but I can definitely see who votes. Yes, for sure. And I think shout out to us like for me and like especially like my faith walk is so personal that sometimes I don't want to share it with people mm-hmm. and so like it's most definitely been a struggle overcoming my own like insecurities about being judged and things of that nature for loving God the way I do yeah I want to shout out myself because I feel like people look to me for things and sometimes I'm like I dude I know that <laughs> but God does but I'm happy to be um, just faithful to God and be a servant in that way to others. And I think that this series has shown me that I am doing my best to live out a servant culture. Yes. Amen. 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 But okay, y'all. So it's the opposite week. So you know that there's no creator shout out. But we did shout out Austin Mitchell last week. He's a youth pastor at Grace Church here in Plano, Texas. And he's just the bomb.com. Uh, love to see black men living in their truth for Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Love that. And then, you guys, there are no new ratings and reviews this week. <laughs> but, you guys, please, 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 we want to hear from you. We want to know what you're thinking. Give us some information about your church hurt or your journey with God so we can continue on and... um just grow together as christians yeah so we won't say your names if that's the case i only said Jaina's name because she has a fabulous podcast called big lash energy and i think you all should go listen to her stories too because they're super funny and i'm just thankful that she was so open with us we have some supportive people yes oh my yes 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 love y'all all righty you guys and so in the midst of this I felt like we needed to have a Bible verse about forgiveness. And it is coming from the verse Isaiah chapter, book Isaiah chapter 57, verse 15. If my my phone's dying, it just died. (laughs) Is it dying? It's dying. We'll read the verse, but before it dies. <laughs> it froze. My phone died. Look at that battery. Let me try to look it up. What was it? Isaiah 57 verse 15. Hold on, y'all. Ooh, this is technical difficulties in the process. Sorry, y'all. Oh, my gosh. Isaiah, what? It was uh, 57. Very hang on. Don't die. Don't die. I'm on 1%. What? 15. I'm on 1%. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to find it. I, I got it. it. I got it. I got it. For this is what the high and exalted one says. He who lives forever, whose name is holy, I live in a high and holy place, but also with the ones who is contrite and lowly in spirit, to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. I will not accuse them forever, nor will I always be angry, for then they will be faint, will, would faint away because of me, the very people I have created. So this is just God saying that you cannot always be angry. You need to release and forgive. 
yeah definitely like that one and i hope you all have a holy and blessed week you guys be safe on this long weekend if you have one happy father's day to all the dads happy father's day shout out to y'all <laughs> bye happy ginseng oh yeah stay black stay black as me and my little brother would say stay black stay pippin and stay sanctified. Amen. Ta-ta for now.